Welcome back to the Humans of Agriculture podcast, and it's a little bit different this time. We're over in WA, here for VOCAG, obviously, and Millie, I feel like I'm a bit of an imposter here because you've had far more to do with the people we're chatting to over the next few days than I have, and it's been going on for, what, six or so months? Yeah, a bit less than six months, I'd say. Tell me about, who have we got? Well, set the scene. Who are our guests and, and kind of what are we chatting to them about and why? Well, we're here at Avocag in Perth and the people that we're speaking to are the Future Young Leaders, which is a program where we have these young individuals who have ideas and they've been on stage, they've already presented, and we're here to hear more about what they've been doing the past six months or so since we've actually spoken to them. So this is Natalie Bell and welcome to the podcast, Natalie. Thanks for having me. Natalie, I think what really stood out to me when we spoke all those months ago at the very beginning of your journey as a future young leader, you were telling me about your journey and and how you grew up, but what those initial impacts of the program was that you were able to really join those dots and have that moment where you go, well, this is what's led me to where I am today, which I thought was really great. And I'm really keen to hear more about that journey. But can you tell us what happened after that in the Future Young Leaders program and how has it shaped up until this point of presenting earlier today? Yeah, so I think one of the key things we've learned is how to really authentically tell our story. And now having done it so many times in rehearsals just with each other, it really emanates out into other areas of your life. And I know definitely in my case, I found myself being probably more honest than I ever have been just in other conversations. So the skills that you learn in this Future Young Leaders program are so relevant to every other aspect of your life, which is why it's such a huge opportunity. So our listeners, probably lots of them haven't heard of you before, which is really cool. We've done a couple of little write-ups and things on you, but you spoke about it today on stage. You spoke about it when you initially spoke with Millie. And there was a real pivotal moment for you in high school that agriculture kind of came into your life. So can you tell us, like in a nutshell... How did it come about and what was the influence in it that you ultimately decided you wanted to stay in this industry? Yeah, so uh, in year 11, I started showing cattle in high school in Sydney, so no ag background at all. And it was my very first exposure to agriculture. And it was just such an inclusive environment. Everyone was so passionate. And to be exposed to that, having no experience whatsoever, it was eye-opening, but it was also really encouraging to feel like you could be part of something having no skills in it at all. So yeah, I fell in love with it. Um, the livestock that we had at school were, were great. And that's what led me to do ag science at uni, again in Sydney. And uh, yeah, jump into it from there. So uh, I've got a couple of questions. And so I actually grew up in Sydney, I don't know if, but a Sydney boy. How have you gone with that introduction to the industry when people say, whereabouts are you from? Obviously these days you're from Holbrook. Correct. Yeah. Is that your default? Or do you still think back, actually, I'm that kid from Sydney that fell in, into ag? Yeah, I think Holbrook is my default purely because the journey so far has been so huge. It's almost like a new part of who I am, but absolutely no shame in in talking about being from Sydney. Now, definitely wasn't the case. When you're, I think, coming out of the city, you have a bit of an imposter syndrome and thinking, you don't know enough. Am I going to be good at this? I don't really know how to relate to these people but it's all about finding the right people. I think it's really daunting to go into that industry with no background, but there are so many people in it that are willing to give you a chance and take you under their wing that you kind of need to just forget about feeling like you have no idea what's going on and just throw yourself into it. It is easier said than done, but uh, once you do it, the opportunities are just endless. 
And Mill, I'll handball to you here in a second because we can start to talk about Avocag. But was that something that Bryce and others in the room kind of got you guys talking about, like dropping that guard and going, this is who I am, this is my story? A hundred percent, yeah. Bryce really taught us that our story is a gift to people because it's unique, no one's heard it before, and everyone has their own. So you can tell yours and someone else can return the favour. So if you're going to tell someone your story, why tell someone something that's not truly you? Because then you're missing out on the chance to to have that gift sharing together. Um, so I spoke to you at the very beginning of your journey as a future young leader. And you were telling me even then, like you'd only had a couple of meetings with the group, with Bryce Ives, the mentor and facilitator, and you were already sharing that. But how did the rest of the program unfold to lead you to this point out of OCAG today? I think it just It gave you the confidence to do it more often, for starters, and just the delivery of it. I think we were all still second-guessing ourselves pretty early on, but by the end of it, it's, it's, I guess, you've used that muscle so many times that now it's almost default to just show up to whoever you're talking to. Mm. And what about, like, your your network that's still in in Sydney? Like, has it changed how you're communicating with them as well? Yeah, 100%. I love the chance to teach people about ag. Um, I get lots of questions every time I go back about what exactly it is I do and and where I live now and what's going on. So I think it's great to have that chance and also for those people to be showing an interest because that's how it starts. You you have a story to tell, but someone also has to give you the time and to listen. So there are so many people like that on both sides, I think. I think the rural country and the city divide is uh, a thing of the past. And I think the information sharing is becoming so much more prevalent, which is, uh, yeah, it's really inspiring to me as someone from Sydney. And I'm sure, Ollie, you feel the same is that now people actually want to hear about each other's stories. Totally. And I think Nat, like for you, the specific topic that you're looking at in and around plastic waste, like it's so, I guess, relatable for everyone. No one wants to, I guess, just be involved in single use plastic. How did that like aha moment come in for that you're working on farm and then this, you saw plastic ear tags or did it start kind of higher up than that? Yeah. So it was in a a previous role. um, I was working in the pork industry and managing an account, um, dealing with this major supermarkets and they would ask us what we were doing in terms of sustainability uh, because obviously it's extremely important to their customers and as it should be. So there was pressure, I guess, from the consumer end. But then also there's pressure being a producer and having these new rules and legislations coming in around being sustainable and reporting on it and the very ambitious goals about 2030 and 2050. So it was kind of pressure from both ends, but no solution or, or no ability to, to start. So I guess that's, yeah, that, I guess I kind of saw that and, and just wanted to be someone who could actually help give a leg up and, and start somewhere. Hey, it's Nick here sheep farmer, and Rabobank Regional Client Council member. I'm passionate about supporting our local community so we can improve community wellbeing and build strong local economies. My job as a client council member is to help secure funding for regional grassroots initiatives, those that support education in ag, rural health, sustainability, and help bridge the country-city divide. We've helped organisations like Boys to the Bush, funded school field days like Ag Vision and held succession planning workshops, just to name a few. If you have an idea to make a difference to regional Australia, go to our website at www.rabobank.com.au and nominate via our community fund. 
we'd love to hear from you. But how does that starting somewhere like actually work and what has really honed in your focus on farm plastics and that recycling, I guess, facilitating that through to another product? I think it's very visible. Other plastics that are like large in size, you can see them in paddocks, but also it's relatable. As you said, people in cities have that issue too. The spotlight on the red cycle collapse was great in terms of raising people's awareness that it, that it is an issue and it's transcendent across both types of communities. So yeah, it's relatable and a lot of people can see that it needs something to be done about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's so interesting about this and and it's like they say, never waste a good crisis, but it is the red cycle thing and, and what happened, like it was, there was so much outrage, but then so quickly as well, like until you mentioned it, I'll say like, I forgot about it. Like, how are you keeping the momentum? You're still working full time. This is very much still a passion project at this stage. How do you keep that momentum and that energy alongside, I guess, life as well? Yes, hard. I won't lie. It is extremely hard. I think you've just got to set some clear goals for yourself. I can definitely be better at that. So again, easier said than done, but it's just about planning, especially for me, short-term planning. So when you're trying to juggle a nine to five, as well as a, a side hustle, being really thoughtful about where you want to take the project is important. And that's where Avocag has just been incredible for that giving you the next leg up um, on such a huge scale in such a short time. Yeah, it's an efficient way to grow a passion project for sure. Totally. What are the goals now? Um, So I really want to partner with industry to roll out the platform. So not necessarily partnering with one, one business or one group. I really want to keep it open to a lot of people in the livestock industry. Um, So we need funding to create the platform, the digital platform. And then I need partnership with those businesses to roll it out and, and actually give it a go. And I think like when you spoke to me, you were when I asked you what success looks like, like you were saying that it needs to be that accelerator for you. And so I guess like are you what people have you got around you and now? Like is that sort of network with future young leaders going beyond? Are you meeting people? Have you already had conversations today? Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm very lucky. The Holbrook community is very innovative, so it's great to have that kind of vibe around me at home. But Avocag has been amazing for connecting me with people and there's been a, quite a few people that have come up to me and even just validated the concept and, and saying that they agree with it and it's, it, it is an issue. It, it kind of gives you that motivation to keep going and even into other industries. So I had a conversation with a guy from the sheep industry, so sheep and wool, and wool wasn't necessarily something I had focused on before now. So yeah, it's really... I guess, promising to see that other industries are also looking at the concept as being relevant for them and approaching me, which is great. Do you think, like, would you, and I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer, and it's it's a hypothesis if your employer is listening, like, would you leave agriculture for a period of time to, I guess, really get into the nitty gritty of plastic and recycling waste and things like that to then go, like, I'm really passionate about ag, how can I learn from others and then maybe bring it back? I don't know if I would, to be honest. I think agriculture is such a part of who I am. I don't think that I could see myself leaving it. I'd love to meld the two together, um, but I always want to be connected to ag and just, I guess, bring the plastics people into ag rather than leave and come back. Yeah, cool. Well, Natalie, I think it was really cool to see you on stage today. I think it's a bit of a climax after what has been six months for you. Yeah, it's huge. The lead up is massive and Definitely, um, it builds, it builds and builds. But now at the event, you can see that all the hard work in the months leading up to it is definitely worth it. And now after it's done, it's just exciting and you just get to network and share your passion and 
everyone here is is very accommodating in terms of giving you time and um, inquiring about what we're doing. So it's awesome. If you were to maybe as a finisher, I don't know if you're allowed to choose favourites. <laughs> who, who was one of the other future young leaders that you saw their project and you were just like, that's next level? Yeah, true. I hate choosing favourites and definitely not a favourite. But to answer your question, everyone's amazing. Um, but the way that Guy Coleman could reduce his concept, which was huge, into something that was very relatable in comparing it to Anzac Biscuits, AI and Anzac Biggies. So that ability to draw people in by helping them to relate to it, I think was really, really smart. And after just watching his presentation, it definitely landed. So good on him. Yeah, it's bloody cool. I, I love the camaraderie. And probably my other favourite part today was in the opening video when you guys were coming on. <laughs> I was sitting next to the Millie and they're just like this, woo! <laughs> it was. Yeah, but they showed our best working dog on that video. That's why I was willing. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, Natalie, thank you so much. Good luck with everything that's ahead. And Thanks. we're looking forward to, I guess, keeping our eyes on everything that is Hilawag. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much, Nat. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Well... That's it for another episode from us here at Humans of Agriculture. We hope you're enjoying these podcasts and, well, if you're not, let us know. Hit us up at hello at humansofagriculture.com. Get in touch with any guest recommendations, topics or things you'd like us to talk and get curious about. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Rate, subscribe, review it. Any feedback is absolutely awesome and we really do welcome it. So look after yourselves, stay safe, stay sane. We'll see you next time. Say it up.